0: Radiolab is supported by the John Templeton Foundation, funding research and catalyzing conversations that inspire people with awe and wonder. Learn about the researchers making the latest discoveries in the science of well-being, complexity, forgiveness, and free will at templeton.org slash podcast.
1: Radiolab is supported by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, exercising, cleaning, What if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com, Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
2: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
1: Oh, wait. You're listening. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <clears throat> you're listening, listening. to Radio Lab.
2: Radio Lab. From Radio Lab. WNYC. <laughs> See? Yeah.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Jad, Radio Lab. Okay, so as promised in the last episode, uh, I have a short end of the year gift for you, uh, which I'll be honest, is a gift I hope will motivate you to make a gift back to us. So let us call it a plea for a gift exchange. You know, we are, as you know, raising money to fund Radio Lab through 2019 to help pay for all the stories. We have such big plans, but we need your help. So if Radiolab on your device is a thing that you cherish, uh, please consider helping us out. Go to radiolab.org, click that Donate button, or radiolab.org slash donate, or just text the word Radiolab to the number 70101. That's the word Radiolab to the number 70101. All right, so let me set this episode up for you. At Radiolab, uh, part of the whole ethos here is that we've got this incredibly talented team, of producers and reporters and researchers and fact checkers, and everybody's got slightly different uh, superpowers. And so what we'll do on occasion is get together and, and share like tips and tricks. And somewhere along the way, we ended up asking our reporter-producer, Latif Nasser, how do you go about finding stories? Because one of the things about Latif is he, he he finds the weirdest, most interesting stories. Stories like the one you just heard about uh, the praying monk bot or the forgotten history of our southern border with Mexico or uh, the game theory of badminton. And, you know, at pitch meetings, we're always like, how in the hell did you find that? So we asked him to talk about his process and he ended up giving a, a talk about it to the whole staff and. Um, And then he ended up writing an article about it for transom.org. And that article sort of went viral. And we figured we should just pass along some of his advice to everybody. And so uh, one of our newer producers, Rachel Cusick, got on the phone with Latif and he went through some of his tips and tricks. And I think there's stuff in here that we can all steal. That'll just make 2019 more interesting and fun. So, yeah, here's a bit of that conversation. I hope as you're listening, you'll be motivated to um, help us out for 2019. Uh, But here it is.
2: Latif, are you there? I am. (gasps) Awesome. Hello. Oh, man.
1: Again, this is an excerpt of a conversation between Rachel Cusick and Latif Nasser on story finding.
0: Like, if the game is you want stories that people haven't heard before, like, you have to look in places where people aren't looking because people... Like the the low hanging fruit is all taken. You just just assume that, mm-hmm. um, and it's like okay, I'm gonna d- do some bizarre aerial ac- acrobatic move, and that's gonna land me on this weird random tree branch. Mm-hmm. And then oh
1: wait a second, like there's all this fruit over here that nobody's even <laughs> touched. You know, Latif uh, ended up listing for Rachel a few of his moves, a few of the things he has engineered to get him onto those out-of-the-way tree branches. And these
0: are some of my favorite fun things to do okay. um, to find new stories. Lay them on me. So, Okay, so one of them is Google Alerts. So you may or may not be familiar with Google Alerts because you set one for yourself because that's what most people do. Mm-hmm. But the most fun way to use Google Alerts, I find, is that—so uh, what I do is sometimes I just come up with phrases that I think are fun or funny, mm-hmm. and I just set Google Alerts on them. Like, what um, do you have— so, So one of the ones that has been very interesting for me is I use the phrase, the human equivalent of. So I just set (laughs) a Google alert for the phrase, the human equivalent of. Mm -hmm. And now anytime anyone on the internet uses that phrase, the human equivalent of, like, I find out about it. (laughs) Uh, Here's another one I use. Bizarre but brilliant. Uh, Is or that like, a
2: thing people say often? No, it's not.
0: <laughs> it's not. But that's the thing. That's why that the few times then it does get used, like you're like, oh, exactly. Mm. Or like another one, I have a self fulfilling prophecy. I love that phrase. Ooh, um, that's good. So like. When, whenever anyone on the internet is talking about self-fulfilling prophecies, I'm gonna know about it. And not to say that it's important that I read any of that stuff. In fact, most of the time I just delete it. I just like will glance at it and delete it. But every like I think of them as like little scratch-off tickets or something. They're like story lottery tickets. Like one day they're gonna yield me something. But who knows?
1: So that's uh, that's one Google alerts on weird phrases.
2: Uh, What what else was on the list? Is there there more? Uh, Let me see here.
0: Oh, okay. And this is one we, I think we should just do it right now. Although maybe, I don't know if you're, you have to run out the door or whatever. No,
2: no, I'm, I'm good. What do you want to do? Okay. Let's,
0: so it's just Wikipedia surfing. Like I, this is my go-to way of procrastinating. Mm-hmm. I just love Wikipedia. And in particular, the thing I like about Wikipedia more than anything else is if you go onto the homepage, so go onto the wikipedia.org. Do you have a, you have a computer? Yeah. In front so, you? okay.
2: Wikipedia.org. Okay.
0: Okay, so you go to wikipedia.org, and Mm -hmm. then you go to English, although if you want to go to another language, you're more than welcome to. Okay, I'm on Um, an English page. Okay, so now if you look on the left-hand side, right?
2: Okay, with, like, the main page, contents, featured content. Featured content, So if you go
0: down, and then it goes to random article, and this is, like, my... This I have spent <gasps> so many hours with this very specific button.
2: I've never noticed that tab before.
0: So random article. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like click around until you have one that's like like a fairly meaty article.
2: Okay, should we take turns? I do one. You do one.
0: Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. You. So what? Do you want to go first? Yeah. You go okay.
2: First. Ooh, sweet potato salad. I love sweet potatoes, but there's not much here about sweet potato salad. You go.
0: Okay. Um, Gisela Wyman Ooh. is a German multimedia artist who lives and works in Berlin. So this one is sort of long, but, mm-hmm. but not all the links look like not that exciting. So, okay, okay. So you go.
2: Okay. Random article. I can't even say this. Noah Wies Solkoglka County, which is a village in the administrative district of what, what is this place in Northeastern Poland? So you click that, click that place in Poland,
0: that okay. province.
2: Okay, so this is an urban-rural gmina in which what? Now I'm going to click that. What is that? A gmina is (laughs) the principal unit of the administrative division of Poland. All right. Okay. Okay.
0: Your turn. Okay, hold on. Okay, all right. Uh, Okay, I got. uh, Amal Amin is an actor, an English actor who is in, among other things, the show, the Netflix show, Sensate. Okay. Uh. Whoa. What'd you find? Da, 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 da. After Hardy was put undercover and was shot, he was transferred to Operation Trident. <gasps> What's, What's Operation Trident? Trident? Go, what is Operation go, Trident? Go, go, go. Operation Trident, or simply Trident, is a metropolitan police service unit. So this looks like it's a real thing. Oh my god! Uh, originally set up in 1998 to tackle gun crime and homicide in London's Afro-Caribbean communities, following a series of shootings in the London boroughs of Lambeth and Brent. So okay, so this is oh uh, all of a sudden something I've never heard of that sounds like it has some ah uh, uh, some teeth
1: to it. Uh, <gasps> yes. Okay. I'm just going to jump in here and move things along because the two of them ended up falling down this 20-minute rabbit hole having to do with uh, firearms dealers in cases involving seizure of weapons. Uh, Shepard was
0: acquitted of all 13 firearms offenses with what? which he was charged. So why was he acquitted? So there is a footnote here. So oh, then I can look that up if you want.
1: Eventually, uh, they land on a story about a firearms dealer that, uh, that does ask a question. When is a gun not
0: a gun? Let's see. Okay, a gun dealer specializing in antique firearms has been acquitted of selling weapons, which the prosecution has claimed could have been ended up in the hands of gangsters. Um, Okay, so this is a story about antique firearms and like maybe the line between where are antique firearms... Where are, when are they antique and not scary, and when are they not antique and scary? Oh my god! Uh, and legally finding the difference between those two things. So that's kind of interesting. That's like I so definitely cool. had never heard of that before. Yeah. Um.
2: How many How many times do you do this? Like ten a day? It's like your like exercises.
0: No, I just do this. I mean, I I
2: probably end up doing that, but I,
0: I it's definitely not like regimented. It's just a way of like getting lost. It's like, you know, those old old, like uh, people who would like go to a new city and just like wander around until they got lost and then try have to find their way home. Like, it's like that. You're doing that, but it's like you're doing that on the internet or you're doing that in a library catalog. And what's particular is you want to find stuff that nobody else is finding.
1: Okay, so uh, weird Google alerts, Wikipedia surfing. Those are lots of tips one and two.
2: Do we have any more hot tips?
0: Let me see some other fun ones. Um, So one of them that non-journalists can do Mm -hmm. is that um, I love uh, oral histories. I love oral histories. And... There's this thing called WorldCat, which is amazing, worldcat.org. Okay,
2: okay. And
0: that is—it's basically the library catalog of all library catalogs. <laughs> so you can search something. So let's say you want to find just not even anything special, like just a normal book. Mm-hmm. What you do is you put it in there, and you also put in your zip code, and then it'll be like, oh, hey— the there's this library two miles away from you that has a copy of that book, or the nearest copy of that book is in Nashville or whatever it is. Wow. Um, but it's pretty cool. But so so that site WorldCat is great, and it's super helpful if you're trying to find super obscure books. Uh-huh. But also, it has a kind of sister site called Archives Grid, which is like kind of that that thing for special collections. So a lot of special collections and libraries have, um. Yeah, have oral histories. And that's kind of the stuff that I get excited about.
2: What, like, there's just so many, I think. Like, to me, if I'm looking at these websites, it's just all names. What, how do you pick a name to even listen to? Oh, so, uh,
0: sometimes I'll, like, read descriptions, but sometimes it'll just be names and I'll be like, okay, let's just try it. <laughs> like, and I'll just go to the next one when I'm bored. Uh-huh. Uh, and a, a kind of similar thing to that, the IRL version of that is talk to strangers. Like, <laughs> I talk to strangers all the time. I talk to Uber drivers All the time. Um, So the story... So we did earlier this year, we did the Border Trilogy. That came from a conversation I had with a woman, a stranger, on a bus. So I was taking a bus from uh, D.C. to New York. Uh, And I sat next to a woman, very pleasant woman. Uh, Her name is Lynn. Uh, She's an anthropologist. Mm -hmm. And then I I asked her a question. Like, Like one of the questions I asked her was, oh, you know, I... Uh, like who are the really cool new anthropologists working in the field? Who are the hip young people? Um, and then she told me, she's like, you got to read this book, the land of open graves. Mm. And then I, I was like, huh, okay. And then she described it to me a little bit and I was super interested. And then I went home that night and I read the book cause it was so good. Um, it was so good. And then that, like, that started a, you know, that was the first domino. And then what ended up being not just, you know, a full year for me, but also for a whole bunch of our other reporters and producers, like, making that into a full, not just one episode, but three episodes, like, where mm. we, yeah. And and mm. that all started just because I sat next to a lady on a bus. Like, like know that everybody around you has stories. Like, they all have stories. Like, great, amazing stories. That they they are fully willing to tell it's just like nobody's asked you know and it's just like that's the thing like the whole world is like that
1: okay some other tricks that Latif shared uh, and some of these I have to be honest like I'm not sure anyone but him would have the uh, patience or emotional fortitude to do but uh, he says he reads a bunch of really uh, obscure trade magazines Like the Roller Coaster Association of America or like the ice cream manufacturers of something, something.
0: Trade magazines that you will never, ever care about, like in a million years. Like if you were in solitary confinement and you had a stack of these trade magazines, you would still not read them. Like that kind of boring. And then to find a story in there, to find something that is not just interesting but also is like moving and also makes you think and also makes you like like that's a that's a superpower and that's the mm. superpower i want like out of all the superpowers that's the superpower i want to make boring things interesting um to make uh people like like awaken to the world around them and see that it's actually way more exciting than they give
1: it credit for like that's that's i don't know i re- that's like that's literally the reason i get up in the morning like now one thing that Latif have stressed and I think this is really important, is that even though he is constantly finding tons of ideas, his hit rate, like the percentage of, of the ideas he pitches us versus the number we accept and end up going with, that number is still pretty low. The one, actually one funny story of a story I pitched,
0: like I remember one of the first stories I pitched at Radio Lab, mm-hmm. um, I was like, look, like there are all, there's this like in the world of math. There are all these, like, people who do all this advanced geometry, and then the way they do it is knitting. They, like, knit all these, like, complex shapes, and then they, like, they knit these, like, uh, absurd things, and then they learn all this, like, math from all these weird shapes that they're knitting. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, this would be so cool, like, knitting, like, all these grad students knitting all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I was, like, just so interested in it, and I remember pitching it in the room and it being, like, the best biggest dud and one of the reasons was i think it was jad was like you realize that like you can't hear knitting right like knitting is like the worst radio story idea like it's the most boring thing you could possibly hear on the radio like that's
1: not gonna work latif said that in part it was all that rejection and i am sorry for that latif actually i'm not because look what it led to all that rejection led him to develop All of these odder and odder techniques for finding tails, which formerly he kept to himself. At first, when I was doing this, I was like so
0: super secretive about it. I was like, Mm. it was all my secret sauce. You know, I was like, no way. Like, why would I tell you that? Of course, my whole livelihood. It's like a recipe Um, that
2: you don't want anyone to have. Like the best cookie in the house. Yeah, but it's like,
0: but then, but then at some point, you're like, yeah, the world would just be a better place if there were more cookies in it. Like. (laughs) Like I like, there's. I agree uh,
2: wholeheartedly.
0: Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: before Radiolab, uh, Rachel was a professional pastry chef.
0: Yeah, but um, here's what I tell myself. I tell myself that there are seven and a half billion people on planet Earth. There are seven and a half billion people out there, and if you presume, let's say that one percent or even point one percent of them have like fascinating stories happening to them, like dynamic, newsworthy, exciting, dramatic, uh, movie-worthy stories happening to them on any given day or any given week, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Um, If you presume that 1% of those 7.5 billion people have those stories, like there is no way all those stories are getting told. There's just no way. Like, there's just not enough journalists in the world to tell all those stories. Mm -hmm. And those are just the alive people. (laughs) There are a lot of dead people who have great stories. There are a lot of um, animals who have great stories and businesses and uh, uh, consumer goods and Mm -hmm. planets and inanimate (laughs) objects and microbes. And, like, there's, like, like it's an, there's actually an infinity of stories all Mm -hmm. around us more dramatic than any movie for true story finders uh the world is a scavenger hunt and i just love it it's so much fun (laughs)
2: that's so amazing i think that's like an amazing spot to end and i think you should go off on your little scavenger hunt
0: and i will let you go (laughs) okay thank you Bye, bye bye
1: Thank you to Latif Nasser for sharing those tips. Latif has a really cool thing he's working on for 2019 that I cannot wait to bring you. Thanks also to Rachel Cusick for making that conversation happen. She and Pat Walters also have uh, a series they're working on that that is going to be amazing. All that is going to come at you uh, over the next year. Before we close, a couple of things. Those of you who search out interesting stuff for a living or just out of habit – Uh, hit us up on Facebook and tell us your uh, scavenger hunting tips. Uh, I'm thinking if we get a bunch, maybe we'll put together a crowdsourced list and we'll all be better for it. And as we hurl towards the close of 2018, please take a moment to throw some love our way to help us fund Radiolab through 2019. You know, the whole deal here is that we make the show available for free, but we rely on listener donations to actually pay for it. That's kind of the honor system that makes the whole thing go. So we need to hear from you. And anyone that we do hear from by December 31st will get a beautiful set of cards that commemorate some of the series that we aired in 2018, including Latif's Border Trilogy. Go to radiolab.org slash donate or text the word radiolab to the number 70101. That's the word radiolab to the number 70101. Thank you for keeping us strong in 2018. We look forward to scouring the corners of reality to bring you more stories for 2019, but we need your help to do it. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Chad Abumrad, signing off.